0: wisdom teeth surgery i mentioned that beforehand so i'm looking kind of puffed up actually i can't tell on the camera i don't know it's it certainly is better than uh like yesterday yesterday they were really 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 puffed up but um we have the top 10 overrated players in the nfl right now so yeah. lots, of, lots of so we underrated so it just makes sense we did overrated
1: next so obviously start of every episode joe
0: what, how how
1: is your last side apart from wisdom teeth removed?
0: Well, it's actually just kind of stunk. I can't can't really do much. Um, you know, I can't eat anything that's not like soft pasta and like mashed potatoes and and like yogurt and stuff like that. That's like super soft. My calories intake has gone down a good bit um, because I eat a lot of food, but it's all like it's a lot of I eat a lot of solid food. I guess I'm just realizing <laughs> that now, but I just. It's been pretty chilling. I've played a lot of Mario Kart and stuff since I can't, like, I can't really do any work. I, like, pick anything up, so I can't, like, do anything around the house, which I'm not really yeah. complaining. But <laughs> tomorrow I'll be fine, I guess. That's what the doctors have said, so that's pretty cool. Stuff, solid stuff. I've just, I've been chilling out this weekend pretty much. Today I actually
1: had stuff to do. I, we were delivering, or today, and I guess yesterday, we were delivering care packages to, like, police officers and EMTs and stuff in the area. And I had to get some shots today, so it's not the most fun of activities. But you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Something. Yeah, that is, is the
0: truth. We gotta, you know, Colton is making strides in the community, and <laughs> helping out, the- doing the work that we should all be doing. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been, I've been pretty not too much. But walked up. In- I could run cross country tomorrow. I mean, on Wednesday, if I was really, um, but that's not. I'm not gonna be able to do that. <laughs> Actually, I yeah. just realized today was Monday we were supposed to record the show yesterday it doesn't really matter today? oh it's just midnight okay it is tuesday midnight. you're right it's just me yeah, i mean i, thought, I, I, I was basically. like because i was i was like is tomorrow wednesday or is tomorrow tuesday so i checked what day was on my uh on my phone and i said t- said tuesday is like today i was kind of yeah we're just another late night recording session hopefully we're not too tired um that was kind of my bad because you were free at like seven o'clock but i was um i was out and i didn't even notice but he texted me, so <laughs> that is what it is. Yeah.
1: But um, as long as we get the recording session, life is good. Mm-hmm. But I guess hop into the news here Let's start off the episode. Um, start off with like the the lower grade news and then move to the higher grade as per usual. So I guess the lowest grade news here: Otto Beckham came out and stated that he thinks the NFL season should be canceled this year. Um, He just talked about how, you know, the necessary, like with all the COVID stuff, obviously, he thinks the NBA was good for them to get resumed, but he doesn't think it's good to start a season during this pandemic and possibly have to shut it down in the middle. He said he's not going to opt out of the season because he's taken a look at the the Cleveland Browns training facilities and he said they've taken a lot of necessary safety precautions, but he just doesn't think the season's a good idea. Yet another thing that is not good for the NFL when it comes to the season.
0: Yeah, that's rough, but... (laughs) There <laughs> the NFL players already signed their like their deal or whatever, um, so they're kind of stuck <laughs> at this point. It, they won't won, yeah. have a season, so it's it, it's tough. the MLB. is probably gonna have to shut down their season. From what I've heard, it's been pretty yeah, bad. The, car, the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, shut. Uh, they they had thirteen players test positive. Yeah, that's, the... that's just brutal. Like, I hope that does not happen in the <laughs> NFL. But the players are really gonna have to like be very careful. <laughs> I guess. That's really...
1: Yeah. Uh, so, I, I guess, speaking of things that um are not good for the NFL, C.J. Mosley, linebacker for the Jets, has opted out of his contract. For the biggest name, well, the best player that's opted out thus far, Damian Williams and Dante Hightower were, were the best previously, but I, at least, C.J. Mosley's the best of them and definitely the biggest name that has opted out so far. That Jets defense took a big old hit in the past week, losing the only two good players they had. So... <laughs> oh guys yeah, that's a rip for them but yeah they've got um, two next guy, two years they, they lost jamal adam cj mosley and bringing bradley McDougal. obviously not not a good payout there but so previously we had talked about this previously david and joku tight end for the cleveland browns had requested a trade from the browns amidst the austin hooper signing he was probably not going to start um reportedly him and his agent Drusen House, former agent Antonio Brown, uh, had had some talks with Cleveland management. He says he is fully committed to the Cleveland Browns for this season. He has resigned his trade offers. He says he's going to go through the season 100% fully committed and see where life takes him from there. I guess so. I don't know. Uh, he's a he's a really good player when he's on the field, but he's not on the field very much. is all I can really say.
0: Yeah, I don't. I didn't think he was in much of a situation to ask for for trade anyway. Yeah, just because what he said he hasn't played. A whole lot in his tenure with the Browns, so okay. it's not like he's going to have a large opportunity with Austin Hooper, but yeah. we'll see well, what we're doing. Speaking of tight ends
1: that are very good on the field, but aren't on the field very much, Jordan Reed, former Pro Bowl tight end for the Washington Redskins, has signed today with an incentive Latin one-year deal with the San Francisco 49ers, uh, meaning that basically he has a deal, but it's very, very small incentives on that deal. I think it's going to actually make him the money. He's going to go in there and back up George Kittle. Um, he's 30 years old, obviously a little bit up there in age, but it, when he's on the field, he's still a very productive tight end. But like I said, the problem is getting on the field because he's missed a lot of time with injury over the past couple of seasons. Like I said, he's multiple time Pro Bowler, I believe. Um, he was really like one of the anchors of that Redskins offense for many years with Kirk Cousins. And
0: um, as a backup tight end, I mean, that's a very solid player to have there. Yeah, that definitely is. Um, especially because George Kittle is. But the the tight end position is very important for their offense. Um, They don't have a ton of targets, so it's good to get that position locked up with a solid backup, like you said. So,
1: yeah, yeah. So, um, the XFL has officially been sold by Command, and it has been sold to three men. One of those, I guess, two men in a company. One of those men being Dwayne the Rock. so it was Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Danny Garcia, and Redbird Capital. I'll pick to buy the XFL off of. I don't really know what to what to say about that. I mean, XFL had to shut down early. Um, it was it was, it was it had it had a very good rating mostly so like, when it was in, just because it was
0: off-season football. So that's what everybody likes to see, I guess. I would we'll love see to where that. Off-season where like one third of it is ran by the Rock. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'll be. Yeah interesting they actually do come back and and try to have some sort of season next year or however their plan is um that's certainly something that's going to be played around with for a long time is is the spring football league because
1: Mm -hmm. it's
0: not going to be a fall football league so if you want to start up in the spring yeah
1: that is true and lastly my man, man antonio brown has been suspended by the nfl for eight games for violating the personal conduct policies. So whether he's on an NFL roster, week one through eight, will not playing football. Um, oh, that's good that they finally got the invest, the investigation done. You know, he, he was making some demands on Twitter that they got the investigations done so he could get back to searching for a team. <laughs> he, he's, he's, in a, he's in an interesting scenario right now. Russell Wilson's really been lobbying for him from what I've seen. Desha- Deshaun Watson's been lobbying for him.
0: I'd like to see him in any of those places, but obviously I won't see him until at least a week now. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I know that Lamar and and uh, Russell Wilson and yeah, like you said, Deshaun Watson. They've all been kind of trying to get a, a- B on the team. All teams that don't really have a a strong wide receiver one, so that would make sense for them to try and get the, the most readily available and definitely the best wide receiver in free agency right now. So
1: I think we can sense. all agree on that one. <laughs> so. I guess with that, we're getting into our list of the top ten overrated players. Um, are you? Do you start this week, or do I? You it start. Up, I start. It's okay. It's so, before we get into this, I want to, to preface this. What's saying that just because I think a player is overrated does not mean that they're a bad player by any means. Because, like, pretty much every player on my list I at least think is a good player. Like, a, a one of the better players in this league, and I, there's I, I still like them as a player. It's just about the amount of hype that they get and the like what people think they are based on what they actually are, what they're I project them to be. So, with that, my honorable mentions. Um, one of them, Leonard Williams of the New York Giants, defensive lineman. Uh, he's a solid defense, I mean, he's a good run stuffer, and obviously traded from the Jets to the Giants, so he didn't actually even have to move buildings. But the stats were not there to back him up, not even a full sack last year. Um, he. <laughs> The numbers weren't there for him. And Trey Flowers of the Lions, I think he's still a very solid pass rusher. It's just with the big old contract that he's making and the Detroit Lions signed him with the expectations of him coming in and being a premier pass rusher in this league. He's just not that. I still like Trey Flowers. He's a really good player, but he's not living up to the expectations there. And, again, and Greg Olson, overrated player. A lot of people don't really agree with that, but I've said availability is a skill. Greg Olson hasn't, in the past two to three seasons, have kind of been a shell of his former self due to Concussions and that, whatever else. So, obviously, I'd like to see him there in Seattle. But to be honest, for me, I don't think he's the best
0: tight end on that roster personally. Um, my first honorable mention is Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is old, and he's still good, but he's making like a boatload of cash to play there in uh, in Indianapolis, and he's not worth the amount of money he's making anymore. Um, and that's the only that's the only honorable mention. I have, But
1: <laughs> so, I guess move straight into it. My number ten of Proud representative of the Washington football team, Ryan <laughs> Kerrigan, the linebacker. Um, even back to like last season and before, he was a very good edge rusher, putting up a lot of sad, sacks and just great stats overall. But really, last season before, you're starting to see the age get to him. He's starting to kind of hit that decline there. Put up five and a half sacks, 15 QB hits, and a forced fumble this year, which are not bad stats by any means. But when you look at him and saw like see the amount of like Pro Bowl votes he's getting and this and that, obviously Pro Bowl votes is not like a valid thing of like how good a player he is. But you, you know what I mean? He gets a lot of recognition in the national media as a solid edge rusher and like one of the premier pass rushers in this league still. And I just do not think he's that anymore in his in his age. He's you can see the regression in his game
0: and the stats are definitely starting to take a decline from where they were previously in some of his Pro Bowl years. That's a good that's a good pick there. Um he didn't even yeah, he did not come to mind as a player that was overrated, so <clears throat> That's a good pick, though. I like that there. Um, my number ten is the perfect example of you said. Just because you're on my list does not mean you're bad. I just think you get a little too much hype. And number ten is definitely going to be the one that gets the most amount of hate. If anyone's going to comment something on the Instagram post, it's going to be this pick. And number ten, I have Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Now, well, yeah, Lamar Jackson is not bad. Lamar Jackson is the the third best quarterback in the NFL probably right now. Um, he was he wasn't didn't make my top ten players overall, but or maybe he did. He, he was he was pretty low though. But you're telling me people have him. The NFL players had him as the number one player in the whole league, above Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Donald, and Russell Wilson. You you like that's just stupid. Not to mention like all the other accolades. Like he won MVP. I don't. I guess he he did kind of deserve MVP to a point. Um, but like he he's just gotten so many accolades and so much hype, and he certainly has the talent and skill to back it up like he's an incredibly good football player and he's incredibly good with running with football but he's not the best player in the nfl so i had to put him there at a 10 kind of like i'd russell wilson as the number 10 underrated player like like yeah. they had him as the fourth player in the league like the fourth or the, th- the third best player in the league like the, i don't think he's the third i think he's probably the well not i guess third actually is rated pretty good never mind never mind for what i said there but well, i think i, I have you. i think lamar is just a little too overrated right now.
1: When you said someone that's so really good, I thought you were going to I have a number seven who I'll get to in a little bit. But my number nine <laughs> is a guy that really is on just about every overrated list. And he's someone else that I think is still a really good player, Melvin Gordon III. Um, I think he's still a really good running back in Denver. Whether he's going to get the start, I don't know. Him and Philip Lindsay are very sane skill. But he's just, he's not what he once was last season. Um, you can attribute that to many things. He didn't have a full camp. He sat out a lot of the season. But when you just look at it, Plainly, he came in and an average of four yards per carry, which is very below average. He came in, and when he came in, he was still being or he was still being outperformed by his backup running back in Austin Eckler. They ended up letting him walk for significantly less money than he would have made if they were, if he would have just accepted the offer. Um, but like I say, he's still a very good player, and I think he's going to do really well there in Denver this season. But I just don't think that he's really a Pro Bowl caliber running back at this point if he came out and like was a Pro Bowl caliber player this year, I wouldn't, well, that's weird. Like I that wouldn't surprise me, but like, I just do not think he's what he once was as a top 10 running back. And I just, I don't think last season you can have him in a conversation like that.
0: Yeah. Um, I'll get to him. He's on my list as well, but I, this is someone else who was also on a plenty of lists of overrated players that I saw. Um, is Odell Beckham Jr. I do not think he's as overrated as some people make him out to be. That's why I had him lower on the list. Um, He did not, he has, he was like second or first in the league for like the most amount of uncatchable balls, like the amount of throws that are thrown to him, but they were uncatchable, like he was overthrown or or something like that. It was like when he dropped, when the balls were not, when his targets were not receptions, they weren't normally his fault. So I felt bad for him, but his stats were not pretty this year. Um, hopefully they'll get better next year, but with the amount of money he's making, he's currently the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL, um, as long as, as far as I know. So, um, like for the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL, he is not putting up the stats that some would assume. So I had to put him on the list just for, for argument's sake, but I don't think yeah. he's gotten worse. I think the quarterback play has gotten worse for him to a point.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely saw him worse, but I gotta say, that was one that I disagree with. I'm not, I, I buy the yeah. Odell Beckham. I look at the, the injury that he, that he had and the passes, the pass of the etherum I still like Odell to be a very good. My number eight is a guy that. I didn't really, like, realize until kind of recently was not having, like, an amazing season like I kind of expected him to. Anthony Barr, the linebacker in the Minnesota Vikings. Um, When I think Anthony Barr, I think of him still as kind of his old Pro Bowl caliber, all-Pro type player self. He put up one and a half sacks, seven quarterback hits, and one forced fumble, which is Subpar numbers for a starting line, to say the least. Um, like when I think of Anthony Barr, I still think of a very good player. And I still think, obviously, he has a lot of impact that can't show up on the stat sheet like that. But I think that he's definitely a shell of what he was. He's not really a premier player on that defense at this point in his career. Um, I still like Anthony Barr on that defense. That defense is still full of studs on all three levels. But I just don't think Anthony Barr is a big of, as big of a piece as he used to be. And I think you can kind of see the regression there. Forming in his game, and the stats definitely
0: show that. Yeah, another pick out like. Um, I can I see I see your your statistics there, and I, those definitely make a lot of sense. I do think I I buy into that less than the the Ryan Kerrigan. The Ryan Kerrigan makes more sense. I think I don't know. I don't know if there's something going on. Was there injuries for Anthony Barr or something? Because I was I don't know. I didn't, I've not heard anything about him getting worse, but maybe that's feeding him right into your to your point there that he's overrated. and That no one's talked about the fact that he's gotten worse. But um, right here, I have someone you just mentioned. Melvin Gordon, um, new signee from the the Broncos. He's just another guy, kind of like like the Jets. I mean, not like the Jets. Kind of just, just like Le'Veon Bell, who who stepped past on his um his opportunity to to make more money, and he had to pay for it in the end by making less money on a you know on something he doesn't want as much. So it, it's it feels bad, but he obviously showed showed his worth when compared to to Austin Eckler, like you said, and the you know he's still making a lot of money. And yeah, if, if you, like you said, if he comes back and has good st- st- good stats, plays well, is, has a big impact on the team, like I'm not going to be upset or be surprised by no means, but um, I do think he's he's a little bit overrated at the moment. Especially yeah, there was so much talk like he held out and everything. Like everyone was buying to the hype that he was, he was making the right decision by by holding out, and you know obviously it wasn't. So at yeah, number seven,
1: you had Otto Beckham. I'm taking his teammate here at number seven, Jarvis. So wow. this is a prime example, like you said, of Lamar as a player that I think is a very good player, but it's just overhyped. And I love Jarvis. Don't get me wrong. I really like Jarvis as a player. But when you look, I think he had a better season than I know this year. I think he was the best receiver on the team this year, but I don't think overall he's a receiver. Since coming into the league, he has 11 yards per reception and 72 yards per target. And obviously those are not terrible, but they're not. They're nothing to like be amazed with. Jarvis, energy you put some numbers, but for me, it's the volume. He's a volume receiver, as we talk about with guys like Michael Thomas. Um, he, he puts up these yards and the touchdowns based on the pure amount of receptions. He's always a solid fantasy player because they, they throw him the ball a lot. In Miami, they did. Now in Cleveland, they do. In Cleveland, he has a 57% catch rate coming to Cleveland, which is not good, to say the least. Um, it, it, receivers, on average, probably are catching 70 to 80% of balls. On on average, I would say fifty-seven percent is not very good. To say at least you should be catching well over fifty percent of the balls thrown to you as a receiver, and obviously not all of them. I'm not going to one hundred percent attributed to Jarvis Landry. Obviously, first half of the season last year was Case or not Case Keenum, Tyron Taylor throwing him the ball, and obviously that's different quarterbacks throughout the year make a difference. And I'm not going to act like it's fully Jarvis Landry's fault. Like I said, he's a great receiver still, but I just it's tough for me to sit here and put him in in the conversation for a top ten wide receiver. And, like, even the Pro Bowl, like, it it was, like, eh, for me. Like, I, I get that he was a pro or a crazy amount of great AFC receivers that were left after, you know, guys leave opting out of the Pro Bowl and going to the Super Bowl and this that. But, I don't know. I just don't think Jarvis Landry is as good as he's being made out to be. I still love Jarvis Landry receivers to watch and just overall, but I think he's just
0: a little bit overhyped. I certainly see that there, too, Um Oh, yeah his stats were so good this year, but he was a volume receiver, like you said um my number uh my number eight here or my number yeah my number not my number seven here my apologies there my number eight, seven here uh, <laughs> is uh <laughs> Clowney, Clowny. someone i actually really like but um so i thought he i thought he had a really good year based on how much money he was demanding and everything i would just assumed like wow if he's like running all this i hadn't looked into the stats. But of course, looking at the stats, you have made some stats come up to me. He's still a top ten um, edge rushing linebacker for sure, but he is his stats were were ugly this year, just like OBJ. Um, it's rough to it's rough to to pay someone like him the amount of money he he wanted. Whenever the stats aren't there, he had like four sacks. Um, you know, like one and a half, not one. I mean, he had like two forced fumbles. I don't know the stats, so I'm not gonna like pretend that. like I do. Yeah, they were not. Pleasant. They it it's not worth the amount of money once. Um and yeah, another player, he's he's very good and he's a player at one of my team as far as like he's very talented. Um, but the stats were not there this year. And so I yeah, I think he's just a little bit over.
1: I can agree with that. I I thought about Clowney, but I decided that I liked the disruption. But yeah, I definitely he's a tad bit. But my number six is apart from my, my number one pushback back out of NS list, I can tell you that right now. But apart from my number one that gets me the most push back, I would say aj green number six um obviously if i've said it once i've said it a million times i say this just about every episode availability is a skill he missed the entire season this year he missed seven games and even when he was playing in 2018 for the remainder of last season he only caught 52 percent of balls thrown his way and looking at the advanced stats he was most of those balls were entirely catchable he was not someone that had a high number of uncatchable balls thrown to him um I just think he's a good receiver. Obviously, he was like seven straight Pro Bowls to start off as an absolute beast starting off. But the injuries have really caught up to him. His age is starting to catch up to him. And you just kind of started to see the regression in 2018 when he was on the field and you started to see him slow down a little bit. The routes looked a little bit less crisp than they had been before. He's just starting to look a little bit less athletic and I obviously not going to help that moving forward a couple of years now with all the injuries he's had. We don't know how he's going to look coming back on that field with the Bengals. I predicted in my underrated players video that after the season, like after the twenty after the 2020 to 21 season, Tyler Boyd is given that depth chart. I predicted that last episode, and I'm sticking with that. Um, A.J. Green's still a really good guy, and he's great to have around that locker. He's a good person and obviously a veteran receiver that knows that game like very few others do, but uh, I just think he's a tad bit overrated with all the injuries he's had and, and just the advanced statistics from when he was playing last.
0: I didn't think he was like, I didn't think he was Overrated anymore? I feel like everyone. I thought everyone knew he was bad now. Like, yeah, he hasn't played a game in like two years. (laughs) Like, like you know, he has, but he has not played good football in a while. So I, I didn't put him on the list because I kind of, I, I saw him on some lists as like overrated players, but I didn't think anyone really thought he was good anymore. So I kind of let it go. But, but up next here at number six, I have um someone who's older. So uh, see what he will there, but um Josh Norman new signing for the Bills. He plays on the Bills now, if you didn't know that. Um, and he's old, and people think, people made him out that, like, whenever we signed there, that, that they were, they maybe didn't trust Tredavious White or something. Like, I don't think he's going in there to, to start, like, at a number one corner spot. Um, like, the No one thinks that Tredavious White is probably the second best cornerback in the league right now. Um, but, like, the fact that I saw articles about that and stuff, it's just weird that, like, that people still think he's that good. He's, he does not. He didn't play well with the Panthers there before he got cut. He didn't play. I mean, he did play well with the Panthers. He didn't play well with the Redskins before he got cut. Um, AJ is catching up to him, like you said. Um, he's always like had kind of a big mouth on the field, and that kind of brings his stock down to me a little bit. It's just kind of annoying. But um, I don't know if you all have him on on your list. But I think he's. I think he's overrated still. Yeah, I, I kind
1: of have the same view of Josh Norman as you had with AJ Green. as like. I just view as bad at this point. <laughs> he was a not one season in Carolina season. He was looking; he was the best corner in the league. He had everybody on shut down, insane and then to um, Washington, and just kind of died.
0: Oh, so, I didn't call them the Washington football team. They okay. weren't the Washington. Uh, okay,
1: <laughs> but I like the pick. I guess it's a solid pick. I, just, I always kind of view as bad. Well, my <laughs> number five, my number five is another receiver. The last receiver on my. Julian Edelman of the New England Patriots um he had a good season this year 100 reception 1117 yards and six touchdowns when you look at Julian Edelman he's a slot receiver we know that and he's a guy that lives off of short slant routes and curl routes and stopping he's not like a great down the field receiver. and Tom Brady that's Tom Brady's bread and butter late in his career with slant routes and curl routes and stop and goes and things of the sort so him and Julian Edelman were like one brothers towards the end of tom brady's career that they, they they that was like the perfect receiver for tom brady but cam newton as we know is a guy that loves to take the down the field shots and he loves the divers. obviously kelvin benjamin guys like that ted ginn jr were like cam newton's guys back when he, his 15-1 mvp season and really most of his tenure there in carolina he, looking back to like steve smith senior for a time um we know that he likes to throw the ball down and not saying Adelman is going to be a terrible down the field receiver because we saw even Atlanta Super Bowl and he was able to, he's able to be a down the receiver and get down there and make those catches at times, but that's not what he's best at. I'm telling you right now, he's not going to put up another 1,100 yards. I don't think he's going to have 100 receptions. I just don't think Cam Cam Newton's never really played with a solidified number one receiver. Um, I think we can all agree with that. Steve Smith Senior, when he played with him, was really in his old age and not like a solidified star in this league. And it would it, it, be tough for Cam. He is a guy that likes to take them down the field shots, and he likes to hit running backs. He's not a big, short, slant route thrower. So I don't know I'm telling you that right now. He's getting up there in years. I think he benefited greatly from Tom Brady. And I think that benefit goes away. He's still going to be a solid receiver, but just know where... I don't think he's going to be near the levels that he was this year. Year's pretty So,
0: so crazily enough, here at number at number six, I also have Julian Edelman. So, so yeah, I, I agree with all y- what you said there. He's um benefited greatly from the fact that Tom Brady does not have like many competent receivers to throw to, and he was just one of them. Like so, he kind of like almost forced to throw the ball to, to Julian Edelman or or th- throw to a, a ninja tight end or whatever. Not to mention that but yeah, that was what he's been into, into lately. The the short routes and and what Julian is good too, good at. Um, but but yeah, that I don't really have much else to say. You, you kind of touched the points there. Um, yeah. but he that's I saw him on a bunch of lists too of like overrated players. I didn't really think he was that overrated until I started to look into some of the reasoning, and I was like, oh, that really makes a lot of sense. So I do like that.
1: Yeah. So in number four, a quarterback. I say, is it, is Ryan Tannehill at number four for me? Tennessee Titans quarterback. Um, he put up. 27, 42 yards, 22 touchdowns in 12 games, which is solid. He averaged 228 yards and 1.8 touchdowns per game, which are both pro- probably below average. I would say 1.8 touchdowns is definitely below average. 228 yards is probably a little bit below average. But um, Ryan Tannehill, he's a pro bowler. Like, come on. Ryan Tannehill is not a player that is that good. And, you know, they were like, Ryan Tannehill replaced Mark Mariota, led them single-handedly to the playoffs and to the AFC. no. They rode uh, that whole team hopped on Derek Cannon and rode him as far as he would take them. Like when, because it, when Ryan Tannehill started, when Ryan Tannehill started, it's not that he was significantly better than Marcus Mariota. It's that Mike Vrabel realized they don't need to be throwing the ball because Marcus Mariota couldn't do it. And Ryan Tannehill was still a limited quarterback. He was in Miami, still is. They realized, we just need to ride this out Derek Derrick Henry. And that's when Derrick Henry jumped from, like, fourth in rushing to first. Um, like, number two touches, number one in carries, I believe, this season. Um, and that's the running joke, is that Ryan Tanner doesn't do anything besides hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. And I think Ryan Tanner is a solid, capable quarterback, but he's not a pro quarterback. He's not somebody that's going to put up amazing stats and is going to be a top-ten quarterback this year. I think he rode on Derrick Henry's coattails last year, and I think that's what they plan on doing again this year. But like I've mentioned previously, I don't think it's going to work as well this year. I think, think we're going to start to think of Ryan Tate as what I think is now a bit of an off-brand Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo-type player.
0: Yeah, I certainly think he's overrated. He's on my list later. Um, up next here at number uh, number four, I have David Johnson, newly signed guy. I mean, newly traded for guy from the Texans. Um, obviously, the tra- that trade was bogus, but the fact that, that um they even thought, DeAndre Hopkins is equal to like a pick, David Johnson. It's just crazy. Like, and the, that a lot of people kind of bought onto the fact that he's still, he's still good. Like, he's old and he's he's by no means like bad, but that's the main thing. He's just old now. Like, he's not, he's not fast. He's not, he's not really agile. He's getting paid so much money to, you know, like to, to split Sasmoth with, with Kenyon Drake and like towards the end of the season, he didn't get any snaps. Like, it, that's the main thing. This is super overpaid, which when like he first got signed, he wasn't overpaid, but. But at this point, there's no need, like, for, for people him to be on like top ten running back list or anything. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, there's not like the super wonky CBS sports list. Like, you know, those lists are bad. Like, he he wasn't on he, he wasn't on that list. But, um, like all the like, all the weird like internet lists like that, you always see him like on the top ten. I don't like he's not deserving of a top ten running back list right now. Yeah. Like past, he was really good in the in the past, obviously, but just right now, in this point of his career, he's not deserving of it.
1: Yeah, he, he didn't make my list, but he's another guy that I think of as just, like, washed at this point. He was, like, <laughs> there was that one point a few years ago when I first started watching that, like, the t- consensus top two running backs in the league were David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell. There's, like, you argued amongst which one you thought was better between the two. Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll see a little research in his career now in Houston. We'll see with that what Houston brings for him. But my number three is the only tight end on the list, I believe, Jimmy Graham. Oh, wait, no, he's not the only, I'm sorry. i see that one later. Jimmy Graham made a Um, spot. I do not think Jimmy Graham was a good one. I'm sorry. He's not, like, an absolute garbage liability on the field, but he's not a good. He is, his whole career, he's been a bad block. Like, that was the one, that's the, always been, even on his, like, 1,000-yard great season, that was the knock on Jimmy. He is not a blocking tight end. He just doesn't do it well. The man has not had a good season 2016 with Seattle, like, his first or second year there. Last season, he put up 38 receptions for 447 yards and three touchdowns. As a tight end, three touchdowns, terrible. We can agree with that, especially as a red zone tight end when Russell Wilson is so good down there in the red zone. He's just, I don't think he's a good player anymore. Yeah, he'll start for Chicago because they have a solid offensive line, I guess, and they don't, they're not going to be completely reliant on him to be a blocker. But I just don't think he's not really, he's really that good of a player anymore. Really, his New Orleans days, he had that one season in Seattle that was good, but like the New Orleans days were pretty grand. the The tail end of his Seattle years were bad. The Green Bay year, or however long he was there, was really bad. And I think he's been on the decline for a while, and it's only going to get worse from so Jimmy Graham at number three for me.
0: At number three, I have some. This is kind of a, a very someone that's mentioned that he's overrated all the time. It is Dak Prescott of the Cowboys. So it's kind, it's kind of cliche to have him this high, I guess. But, um, he obviously wants to be paid like. The second, he wants to be paid like the second or third best quarterback in the league because he's not going to get paid like Patrick Holmes, obviously. But he is not deserving. He's not deserving of the amount of money that Carson Wentz makes, in my opinion. He might be deserving of like I don't even know. Like he's not deserving of the much money as he wants. People think that he's like Joe Montana or something. Like he's not Joe Montana. He's not Tom Brady. He's not you know Ben Roethlisberger. You know he's not the same like play style like that. But like his stats are good, but. He's not like a super winning he doesn't win a lot of games he I don't think cowboys won like eight games this year or they you know they did not win a lot of games. It just seems like people think that it, some people some you know not a lot not everyone obviously, but a lot of people think that he's like the next great thing still but in reality like he had that one year without Zeke Ezekiel and then did he did bad and when ezek Ezekiel came back, he did get better, so like he's another like he'd be a very good game manager um and, like, he's more than a game manager, I guess. He, he's he's a good passer, but he's not deserving of, like, the hype that people give him at time. I agree that
1: he's not deserving of some of the hype. I like Dak. He made my top ten quarterbacks list at number eight or so. Right? I think it was nine, and he made it. In one. But I like Dak. I guess my number two is a guy that's a little strange of a pick. He doesn't see the field very often. Taysom Hill is my number two pick of overrated players. Um you look at it, and the Saints said, they came out and before they that they wanted to groom Taysom Hill to be the next franchise quarterback after he's left. Taysom Hill, for reference, has the 13 passes in NFL career. He is about 28 years old, and it, of those 13 passes, he hasn't even completed 15. And you're going to tell me that he's going to be the next franchise guy on the New Orleans Saints, a team that's had their quarterback position locked down for 15 years. No, it's not going to happen. Taysom is a gadget guy. You put him in, he can play where, He can play wherever you want him to play. He can block, he can run the ball, he can catch the ball. He's just a gadget guy that you put in for smoke and mirrors tricks. He's not a franchise quarterback. He's an end-of-roster quarterback at best as a passer. I don't think he is anywhere near what people are projecting him to be, that he's going to be some stud quarterback one day because he can run the ball like Lamar Jackson. No, he cannot. Taysom Hill is not nearly as good a might as people make him out to be.
0: That is a very good pick. That is actually like an extremely good pick. I, I agree with everything you just said. Um I wish I could put him in there, but I don't think he's more over than the guys up here. Um but that, that makes that's an extremely good pick. I commend you great. <laughs> um, my number two here is someone you mentioned, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham got signed to the Bears for the more money than the Steelers paid Eric Ebron. So I don't know the exact numbers per usual. Um in when you look at the stats, you know, the stats were really similar until you realize that Jimmy Graham played a full season for the for the Packers and Eric Ebron paid like half a year. Eric Ebron played like half the year and had this almost the same stats, but got paid less money. Eric Ebron does not block well, but he blocks better. Like it's not that hard to block better than Jimmy Graham. And and his receiving stats were so much better were like so much better if he would have, you know, not maybe wouldn't have had injury issues. Not to mention the fact that he played with, you know, when Jacoby Brissett was out, he had to play with, like, Chris Moore or whatever his name is. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> like, it's just it's just stupid that people think that he's really worthy of, of that. Like, you know, he's not the same player that he was with the New Orleans Saints or even Seattle. His, I've drafted him two straight years in in fantasy. I'm not drafting him this year. I thought he was going to do with the, good with the Packers. I've first. also
1: drafted him in two straight years in fantasy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it has not panned out. I thought to cut him because he gets like no points. He he doesn't he's not good anymore. And I feel bad for the man he just cut up to him. But he's he's had a good career. And with, with the with the Saints, he was super exciting to watch. And even with Seattle, he was he was a great player, but just not anymore. Alright. I do agree there. So my number one, as I mentioned, is someone that
1: I think is gonna get the most hate of anyone on this list for me putting him on the overrated players list. And I'll explain why he's on my overrated players list, obviously. But you're, people are not going to go with this one. My number one overrated player, in this is Rob Gronkowski of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I've explained this a few times. For one, he's the third, second or the third highest rated tight end. He's the highest rated player on that. They think he's going to be better than Zach Ertz and Darren Waller and Mark Andrews Hooper. He's not. He's not. The man has taken two years out of football and when he played football last he was extremely injury riddled played like five games. Now you say like it's Gronk Gronk, he's gonna come back and be good. He's got Tom Brady, they've got the chemistry already. We don't even know if Gronk is gonna be the starting tight end. We don't know how they're gonna use him. We don't even know if they want Gronk to like be a receiving tight end. For all we know, they want Gronk to be a blocking tight end, which would not surprise me at all because O. J. Howard is a freaking really tight end. It would not surprise me in the slightest if O. J. Howard is the starting tight end, he's the receiver and they bring in Rob Gronkowski for blocking sets. He'll get his highlights, and you best believe any highlight Rob Gronkowski gets is going to be posted on every social media platform you'll ever find, and everyone's going to be like, oh, Rob Gronkowski's back. He's so good. Top 10 tight end No, you can't put him in a top 10 tight end He's been out for two years. That's like Colin Kaepernick returning to the NFL, and he's a top, he's a top 10 quarterback. No, Gronk has been out of the league for two years. We don't know what shape he's going to come back in. We don't know anything about his physical status, any injuries he may have had, we don't the any troubles he may have putting back on the game shape weight. We don't know anything about this return, let alone not even what his role is gonna be in Tampa. it is way, way, way too project Rob and House, some Pro Bowl all pro type of player gonna come in and be a top three tight end in this league. No,
0: he's not. He was injury
1: riddled before and there's nothing that suggests he's not going to be anymore.
0: I do agree with that. Um, Rob Kelsey was not good when he played, like, and he was still an NFL player. Let alone the fact that yeah, he just like took years off and is going to come back, and everyone thinks he's just going to be so good. Um, I don't know where to fit him on this list. He was certainly a player that I wanted. Um, I guess he he could be an honorable mention. I just didn't write his name down, so that is what it is. But my number one player is pretty pretty obvious here. Um, Ryan Tannehill, quarterback for the Titans. It's just so absurd, the amount of money he makes. But, like, yeah, just like you said, it's a joke. Like, he's paid all that money just to hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. Like, and just not throw interceptions. <laughs> That's yeah. all he has Like, yeah, he's just a worse version of Jimmy Garoppolo in my version. Which, Jimmy Garoppolo is getting paid a lot of money, too. But, he's... Uh, Jimmy yeah, Garoppolo is better. <laughs> <Groppel> is better, <laughs> yeah.
1: Let, let him have...
0: Der- is Ryan Tannehill for years, it's always been, like... Of, like, is this Ryan Tannehill's breakout year? And they over, they pay him so much after one like mediocre year, and then the next year he's just not good again whenever they, they figure out that they can just stack the box. like yeah. uh, He did that when the Steelers played him, and they had Jay Ajayi, and Jay Ajayi played so good. And then Jay Ajayi left the next year, and there was no one to ran, hand the ball off to, and Ryan Tannehill just didn't play well and he got cut. <laughs> you know, it, Well, he didn't get cut, but he got cut later. Um, you know, that, He was... He's just too, it's just too, uh, too much hype, too much hype for someone that's, too much money, too much hype, too much anything for someone that's, that does, like, what he does. Like, and by no means, like, I, I could not be an, him, I cannot like, quarterback like Ryan Tannehill, because I'm not, a you know, NFL quarterback, but <laughs> it's just, it seems absurd that, that so many people, like, yeah, he's another guy, I've seen him on the top 10 quarterback, how's he's not a top 10 quarterback in the NFL? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I agree with you there. Tannehill, I like him. He's probably a top.
1: He's probably on the better half of quarterbacks, oh, yeah, quarterbacks. I'm sure he's a top 16 if I made a list that far. But he's not a top 10 quarterback. I've also a like that. He's not a Provo caliber player. Just shut up about it. So That's I guess good. we'll go. Back, we'll go back and uh and read off our things as as per usual. Honorable mentions for me, Leonard Williams, Trey Flowers, Greg Olson. From 10 to 1, I have Ryan, Ke- Ryan Kerrigan, Melvin Gordon, Anthony Barr, Jarvis Landry, A.J.
0: Green, Julian Edelman, Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy Graham, Taysom Gronkowski. My honorable mentions, I've got Philip Rivers, and I'll just throw Rob Gronkowski in there for good measure. Um, Lamar Jackson, then Odo Beckham Jr., then Melvin Gordon, J.W. Clowney, Josh Norman, Julian Edelman, David Johnson, Dak prescott jimmy graham and ryan panahill so there we go another that's another list that i anticipated being very volatile it's so subjective that's really uh, that's really how it is there's a lot of different ways you can you Mm -hmm. know just like like this the best player that's underrated or is it like the player that's the most underrated like that doesn't really (laughs) make sense either but overrated is a thing that's like a subjective
1: term it's not you can't Look at stats and be like, Yeah, well, this guy's this quarterback is
0: more overrated than this running back. The stats, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's another list. We we're not going to do top 10 overrated players each position because, like, yeah. there's a ton of players you have to sort through and, and think of. Yeah, uh, um, I agree there. But... Uh, I was going to say something, if I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know, those are
1: overrated players we did on the next episode. I don't know what we're going to do, actually. Honestly, now that I think about it. I have a camping on Wednesday, so if it's all right with you, tomorrow we can get a recording. All right, I'll so. You and get our and get our second episode in for the week, so we'll figure out something between now and next episode of what we want to do for it, and
0: get another quality episode out. <laughs> We've been throwing on the idea for uh, top ten, like the players with top ten players with like the most potential or something like that. So if we can think of any, that'll be our, our good old faithful. But mm-hmm. if it, if you're busy, whatever, like. I've messed up our, our recording schedule so much. And, like, it would make a lot of sense if you couldn't <laughs> do it. We'll we'll have to see how everything goes tomorrow. That's that's always how it is. And mm-hmm. I'm willing to stay up late, as always. We're up one o'clock right now, grinding out. Um Yeah. Potential would be cool to do. But I'm like,
1: how do we rank is it like who is like in five years like who to predict is gonna that could be a cool thing to do. Now that I think just like I just randomly thought of that like the top ten players, like who do we think are going to be the top ten players like five years now or something?
0: <laughs> we could do like, that next.
1: Time. So is it like, but like if, you t- if we talk about potential, is it like players that aren't good right now that we think will be good soon, or is it like players that are already good that we're going to get like super? T- uh huh. It's like there are guys that I think like aren't very good now but are going to be good next year. Mike Jersicky comes to mind and guys like that. But then it's also like, well, I think. Christian McCaffrey, he's only got upwards of the gal. I think Christian McCaffrey's oh. gonna get one. So that's hard to tell. We could do like, that's yeah, more potential than anyone I've seen in years.
0: We could do that. we could do that, like you said. Um, who we think the top ten players in the NFL will be in like five years, or if you want to do that, that sounds cool. That's of course that that'll be completely like we're not gonna count in like college players that look really good right now. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because honestly, I could put Ja'Kar Sam or not Ja'Kar Sampson, Jamar Chase in that list, or yeah. Trevor Lawrence, the players that like are in the league right now. But like, honestly, I literally, I I guess you could put those guys in there, but those are the only really two that I could look at and say I think they're going to be top ten. They could be top ten in five years. There's Trevor Lawrence and uh, Jamar Chase, maybe Justin Fields, but yeah, I probably yeah. won't put in there. Maybe
0: Trevor Lawrence, but I just that's hard. It's really hard to tell. Especially like, the teams that they get drafted to. If if Trevor Lawrence gets drafted, the Redskins, it's really be able yeah. to do anything.
1: <laughs> we want Minshew on the Jaguars. Those got, are the yeah, only, those you are got, the two
0: teams that are
1: actually vying at this point.
0: The, um Gardner Minshew caught caught the virus. Yeah, or, like, the, <laughs> the virus. Blood. The virus caught. <laughs> uh, I mean, though apparently he could have just been around someone that had it, which would be a lot better, I guess. Um. I know uh, James Washington and uh,
1: Jalen Samuels both were on the R COVID 19. Yeah. Put on there like a few days back. Ariane Springs was on it, but then he got removed from it and then
0: cut immediately after. So,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. That's. So, that's obviously, uh, Arian. Yeah. James Washington is obviously the biggest hit. But when it comes to like training camp, like what running back, that has big implications for the running back room with Jalen Samuels. Cause I thought. I was pretty sure he's going to make the roster this year. So, him is a, is
1: a tough cut for that because honestly, well, I think the roster he's not a lock. Like, he's not he, right. I think obviously, Con- in McFarland's a lock, and I think Benny Snell is a lock. But yeah. when it comes down to like that fourth running back spot that we anticipate them making, I would probably take Samuels. But it because before the season, I said I said if you draft. Because um, I was expecting to draft one of the top four, we could have, we could have, but we ended up with Claypool. Um, uh, anticipating that, I would have, I said actually, caught Samuels and keep Kareth White because he just brings an element that Samuels doesn't with speed and elusiveness. But obviously, Anthony McFarland come, was the draft pick who brings a lot of speed and elusiveness, which is yeah. why I would take Samuels of the
0: picks between him and White and Trey Edmonds. Wendell Smith.
1: Wendell. Oh, I didn't even think about Wendell.
0: And that's what I was thinking. It's it's really between Jalen Samuels and Wendell Smallwood. It's Trey honestly, That's that's rough. Honestly, it's close. Yeah, it's, it's
1: real close. Wendell like, Smallwood. There's no good, wrong answer.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Well, apparently you could keep like there's you could probably keep Jalen Samuels on the practice squad, which is. Probably not. I like. I feel like a it's lot of teams. It's like I feel like Jalen Samuels is just like
1: good enough to the point where he wouldn't go in the practice squad. and He would just go to free agency and try to get signed.
0: Yeah, that's what I think.
1: But Cause I feel like, like he's good enough that there's going to be a team out there that it,
0: it hits him up. Some yeah, some team is buying that wants a wildcat quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I sent you that mask. That's like the face mask that said like "No more wildcat 2020" or something on it. I thought that was hilarious. I agree with that i do agree that
1: that is tough because wendell smallwood the wvu product um i don't know i don't know it's it is really close there i'm gonna have to probably diving in on some wendell smallwood tape and kind of see what his his, his game is like because he was the wvu guy but that's before my time of watching wvu football and i don't really still watch it very often to be fair so i'm not up to date on really wendell smallwood strengths and weaknesses but if i don't know i don't know i know he's Rel- he was okay with the Eagles. Few games. We got a safety, uh, Curtis Riley. I believe we signed. Yeah, I, yeah, he was like an every down starter with the Giants. so yes. very good for safety depth. Um, he's I would say he's probably a lock for the roster. I, I just, really, I, yeah, for honestly. me, I think Antoine Brooke would have only made the roster purely on. Like he's the only other safety besides Dangerfield, and you can't just have one backup safety. Yeah, and I think now that you can have Dangerfield and um, Curtis Riley on the er, on that instead of Brooks to back it up, maybe with the new like ro- and like limited roster spots, maybe want to put him there. But what I learned is that um, like it's fifty five man roster, not fifty three. Well, you can still like the fifty five man, like the fifty five men don't all like get to like. Be active on game day. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. the the extra two people are like I I had an ex- point. It was is complicated. It was like they're like basically practice squad players, but like it's like a transition between practice squad and like normal. It's like a two way contract in the NBA between the practice squad and normal. So it's like they're basically practice squad players, but like if you happened to have injuries. You could just put you can bring them to the game without having to like call them up and give them new contracts, from how I understand it.
0: Yeah, but we're definitely putting the seals definitely put an interesting situation in the running back way. Um, but well, yeah, they also have Marcus Allen though. Marcus Allen's been on the on the team for a couple of years, but he's only spent time on the practice squad, and he played yeah. one game, and it was it was a uh, lackluster. And from what I've heard, a lot of people that watched him play Penn State thought he was going to be really good. Um, yeah. That we had
1: the last, the WVU product, Draven Eskew, but no longer do we have Draven Eskew Henry.
0: That is the, and we had that one, the one guy from the AFL who, um. K.M. Kelly. Yeah, and he, the, um. You and got he got arrested. He got arrested for, for some off the field issues. Um, it's, it's always weird. The depth players at safety with, I saw rumors of the Steelers resigning Mike Mitchell, which is not going to happen. <laughs> um. Yeah. Or like, or something like that. Just some, some that's been on the team for like in the past. But I, I think Curtis Riley is definitely the best pick. Um, him and Marcus Allen will definitely fight, but I think he'll win. I don't think I'd really be that close either.
1: I'm struggling to remember the other safe. It was Mike Mitchell, and there was another safety and Willie William Gay. Where like when I started, Ryan, was it Ryan? No, Ryan Clark was before my time. It was, like, when I first started watching, there was another safety. I don't remember. I remember them. They talked about it on, like, Locked On Steelers kind of recently or giving that guy some praise. And I just, like, it brought back flashback. Oh, man, I remember him now. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember between Ryan Clark and – Sean Davis, so him, but whatever. What I what I thought of recently it's like when you mentioned Gardner Minshew's COVID thing. Well, obviously, I don't think he's the COVID list by the time he even starts. But by some odd chance, if he's still on the COVID list, Joshua Dobbs gets an Joshua Dobbs gets an NFL star. Let's go!
0: Yeah, the NASA
1: aerospace engineering intern, Oshda Humps.
0: It's a, he's he was one of the weirdest guys. Because when the Steelers drafted him, I didn't even know who he was. Um, I knew who he was because my big Tennessee Bowls that's the only reason. That's that's so random. But <laughs> your family is is very diehard Steeler, and when it comes to, like colleges, you just got like random family members that are Tennessee fans. She lives in. She has a house in Tennessee. She's got one house in Tennessee and like one in Florida. And so
1: I only see her like maybe once a year. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, they, they live down in Tennessee, and all our kids went there, so. She she loves Tennessee to say the very least. So uh, that's the only reason I him and I knew Cam Sutton already, and like Alvin Kamara coming out, I knew a few Tennessee. Yeah,
0: I, I didn't. Josh Dobbs was was an interesting pick. He was definitely a project player for the Steelers. Um, I thought if he played for the right team, had the right coaching staff that could teach him how to be a viable mobile quarterback. Like, the Steelers just have never had to mess around with the mobile quarterbacks, and, you know, like, Michael Vick was a backup for, like, two yeah. weeks. And Since, uh, like, when's it?
1: Cordell Stewart.
0: Yeah, Cordell Stewart was the last, like, full-time starter that was had any mobility whatsoever. Yeah. So, like, yeah, exactly. the Seahawks would, um, mm-hmm. the Ravens wouldn't have made sense when we drafted them, because they didn't even have Lamar. They only had Joe Flacco. Um, I guess... At that time, I don't there aren't too many like the quarterbacks really like in the league right now that
1: were still in Russell Wilson's the guy that comes to mind, but like there aren't that many like that were are in the league now that weren't the, like you think and now it's like you have Deshaun Watson and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes to an extent. A lot of the younger guys, like they weren't around
0: Kaepernick wasn't around at that time, he's a big mobile guy. And, okay, uh, I get that's yeah. But that's yeah. really, that's really as close as it comes other than the Seattle Seahawks. So
1: Yeah, that is true. Uh, I don't know about you. I don't remember if I even asked you when it was. But, like, I remember in the Steelers training camp at the time where it was like the battle for the number two spot. I really wanted Joshua Dobbs the number two spot. I don't know. If I know you're on the Mason Rudolph train now, but I don't know if you were at the time.
0: I don't know either. Um, I, I honestly can't remember. I can't tell you. Uh, in and like,
1: honestly, I think Joshua Dobbs might have performed a little bit better in preseason than Mason Rudolph did. But <laughs> obviously, they saw a little more Rudolph, and I think Mason Rudolph's probably a better quarterback than Joshua Dobbs but Josh Dobbs and James Washington sure did have that connection to say
0: the very yeah. least i've said this so many times but it's it's so weird that they had that connection whenever mason Rudolph and, and james washington played college football together like you would yeah, think yeah, they'd be able field no
1: dobbs
0: yeah I, I don't know dobbs was kind of fun to watch but he'd roll out of the pocket a lot and that's that was his yeah. game so yeah
1: i Obviously, I'm not, like, some big football analyst or whatever, like, professional, but at least when I would go to the training camps, every time, jo- Josh Dobbs was, like, he wouldn't hold the ball. Like, mm-hmm. he was rifling that thing. He wouldn't hold it for two seconds. He was just, like, first read, bam. Whether it was over yeah. or not,
0: he was shocking. Yeah, that's, I guess that is uh, an interesting trait to have. And that's They always tell the quarterbacks to get the ball out fast, I guess.
1: Yeah, you um... get the ball out fast, but, you know, obviously you have to to go through your progressions times because your first receiver is not always going to be there. Yeah. Mr. Ruff is not good at that. That was the one thing that, like, really annoyed me about him. I think his, like, mechanics weren't bad, but the, the, the mental aspect was what got me with him because if his 1st read three wasn't there, his second route was the running back every time. He just immediately wanted to check down instead of surveying the field and going through his progressions there and using the running back as the last
0: priority safety valve. Yeah, that, 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 that makes a lot of sense, but at least we'll have Ben this year. I cannot wait to see some Ben Roethlisberger football this year. Still, we have to wait, like, 30 days or so because they canceled all preseason. Um, yeah,
1: I saw, like, I don't remember. It might have been CB. I think it was, like, the Pick 6 podcast on Instagram, if I'm not mistaken. It was, like, they used some, like, computer model to, like, project the top five stat leaders
0: of everything, and Big Ben was projected to be a top five in passing this year, interestingly. That just make some sense. See? If, if James Washington comes back, then like as we can all assume he will, um, then he will um then the stats will get better because he's he's probably the other than Juju Smith Schuster he's he's I uh, okay I can't say that but but he he's a very good receiver um Juju is gonna be the number one and even if he plays more in the slot he's still the number one receiver still the best guy there um Deontay Johnson is gonna be the deep deep guy but. There's still room for your, for James Washington and uh, and Claypool, which apparently Claypool like is really impressed in camp so far from the from the the things I've seen on Instagram. Yeah. That's from what I that's what I've I projected that in an early early episode was that Deontay Johnson and Judas Smith are going to spend the ma- majority of the time on the field, and then James Washington and Claypool are going to cycle in and out. So. Interesting. Back. It's kind of what I expected, but it's nice to hear, it at least. The Steelers, like, have... They're in a weird situation on the offense, because well, like, it's very uncertain if they're going to do good or not. Like, we can all assume they are. They have a lot of pieces that seem like they're good. A lot of young receivers and um, two good tight ends, but you, you gotta see if it'll all mesh together good. I don't
1: know. I don't know. I've just... I've been excited recently about FC football. I don't know. Like, really how long it is until the season starts officially, but I've just been, I'm ready to get into the swing of things with that, and that's just always something fun oh, yeah. to be able to look at fantasy every morning, and keep, you know, every Monday, Thursday, Sunday, being able to keep up with it, and then looking and trying to orchestrate some tree waiver pickups and this and that every week, it's always been fun.
0: Yeah, I'm i am excited for when the time comes around that we, that I get some, get in a league or two, so I'm going to try
1: to get into, like, a good league, like, because the problem is, I don't, it's not like, my first, like, year playing, like, actual competitive we did, a like, a $15 buy-in league with a bunch of my buddies, and it's not like I, like, if I'm not doing a buy-in league, it's not fun because I'm not earning money, it's just, <laughs> like, that's the only way that it's, like, I can actually get everyone consistently pay attention to the league the whole time. That is true. That is true. Because that's the problem with fantasy football is I always end up in leagues that like by the end of it it's just like me and two other that like actually are messing with it, I'm actually still updating our lineups and caring about fantasy. So
0: Yeah, that's that's the worst. That's I was talking to someone from my school and that's, they said they're like I don't do any like pre leagues because no one cares about them when it comes down to it, you know. And like I would care about it like I care about the pre leagues that I'm in. I'm not like I've never I don't I'm not in any leagues that I have to pay for. Um, yeah, like last season I just did all three leagues, and obviously
1: I still kept up with all of my
0: all my teams, know my league. That's something that I still
1: enjoy. So, but just a lot of people are just like, "Oh, why do I care about it." If some random league, it it gets boring.
0: Yeah, I, I get it. I, I yeah, I am very tired. So I guess we better call this a, an episode right here, Colton Dress Episode Twenty Five. Um, if you if you have any ideas, tell us. Get in uh, contact with us. My email is in the description of the podcast. Like every description of the show, like every description of every episode. It um automatically does that that I didn't even know that. Um so if you want to email me, you can do that. Um I just want to say this right now, I just noticed this. So in the link to the bio, the link to the show, like the anchor link that is in a, our Instagram bio, um, it's it's anchor fm slash, and then it's just my name. So I'm unapologized. I, I did not mean to to only have it be my name on there. It just asked for my name and I put in my name and then it just automatically made it like that. So I didn't think you'd really care. But if you noticed it of being some dictator. <laughs> nah, nah. But it's actually kind of a cool link that you can just click on it and like then click on like whatever platform you want to listen to it on. It's mm-hmm. kinda of dope. Can, or you can listen to it right on the website, but like that's but, why I don't know why you really want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Because if it's on
1: like Google, you can't exit out. You can't like exit out of it. Go on other apps or like shut the phone off. <laughs> you just ain't got to sit yeah. there
0: with it. Yeah, I I was listening. I never listened to our show because that'd be kind of weird. But when I listen to podcasts, I was uh, just do it on Spotify or yeah. Google. Podcasts. Does the
1: Google does like Google Play? Does Google Podcasts like come on, like pre downloaded on your phone? Like on Google phones? Do you know?
0: Um, no, it does not. 'cause then our Apple Podcast comes pre downloaded and that's why I always listen to my stuff on for the most part. Well you can you can just say like um if you say Google and then if you see something I'm not gonna say it because it's gonna come up and it's super annoying. But you can say like Google <laughs> and then play the Colonel Joe show if you wanted to. And it would come up but it's not yeah if you like click the home button it just goes away. So yeah. So that's why I'm I most to enjoy Justin. Yeah Apple has like everything comes pre downloaded like
1: so many apps come pre-downloaded of like the most random stuff, like that I'm never gonna need.
0: <laughs> my phone, when I got it, it just came came pre-downloaded with like Facebook and like yeah, Facebook. I, we didn't we don't have Facebook pre-downloaded. Ours is just like
1: podcasts, music, notes, and, like calculators, and wallets, and find my phones, and like all the weird gizmos and gadgets and
0: It's pretty much just like Google Docs and like Google Slides and stuff like that. That's actually and then, yeah, yeah, and then, like YouTube, and yeah, like Facebook, and a whole bunch of like games that are super boring that old people would yeah. like. Um, so that's I was just installed those. Right. I'm pretty downloaded with .com. <laughs> <laughs> my my phone came and came like with Coin Master pre-installed, which you see a lot of those ads. And I played it this one time, just for fun. It's literally the most boring game of all time. It's yeah. just gambling. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, the like, old
1: people that get, like, I want one pop, always gets the iPad out and plays on, like, the cartoon slot machines, and, like, <laughs> what, like, it's not, I don't know why you think that. That's, like, not fun. I don't yeah. know if you have fun doing that, but to each his
0: own, I guess. I do suppose that is true. Oh, yeah. my I don't mind either. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll see you tomorrow, and we'll do top ten players and 5 D S or something like that, so.
1: Hopefully, yeah. I,
0: I must apologize again just how weird I I'll get uh, hopefully, <laughs> an actual chipmunk. chipmunk so. know, it doesn't look too much different to me, at least.
1: I see, I see, like, a little.
0: In the, at at least a least certain angles. At certain angles. Like, yeah, right but, you know. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. I'm, maybe it's just a. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm, Self conscious, a little bit, I guess. <laughs>
1: <Pete's> <laughs> I guess we're here at the show. Episode
0: 25. We are
1: officially. Peace and peace out.